John from Back Home, Episode 4, The Parking Lot. shit about my dad and my mom and Dale, I I don't know, I guess I hadn't really laid it all out like that, you know, and I just never thought about how all that shit is just connected, I was like, wow, fuck, so I went out for last call at Pump Room to have like a last drink or two, clear my head, but I just really wasn't ready to go home, just not, like right now, right now at that moment. And I knew the bartender who was on last night, Aaron, so he let me stay and have one more while he was closing up. But then, you know, he had to go, he had to leave, which I get, so... So when I drove to the gas station, picked up a 12-pack, and I was just going to head back, drink a few in my room, and, you know, pass out, but when I got in my car and started driving over, I just... I don't know, man, I just fucking couldn't do it. I couldn't see myself falling asleep in that house. So I just parked down the street, played some music, drank a few beers, and I woke up in my car about 10 in the fucking morning, dude. Which is a real fucking problem, because I'm supposed to open Dale's shitty little copy store at 8 o'clock. So, yeah, um, I'm a little fucked. So, when I get there, he was not thrilled about it at all. Um, I pulled up, and he was just standing outside with his arms folded across his chest. He's probably been waiting there for me since, like, fucking 8.01, or, you know, even, like, 7.59. And he's like, John, what do you have to say for yourself? Like, he wanted me to start groveling and begging and, you know, kissing his fucking feet or whatever. And at that moment, I thought, I'm done. So I looked him in the eye and said, Dale, I got shit-faced last night and fell asleep in my car about a block down the road from our house. And I kid you not, dude, the guy's face got fucking beat red, like tomato, actually like tomato red. Like a Looney Tunes cartoon. And he started screaming at me, getting in my face, and telling me what a stupid, lazy piece of shit I am. And yeah, he fired me. Which, honestly, <laughs> I yeah, I get it. I get it. Because, you know, I fucking hated that job. So it's really fine. That's fine. I'll figure it out. But just that made him even matter, right? Because I think he thought I'd like, fall to my knees and beg him to please change his mind. And at that point, I'm done arguing with Dale, so I just turn and head back to the car. And he's like, if you're not going to turn around and face me like a man, then you can drive straight home and pack up your shit and get out. So, fuck it. That's what I'm doing right now. And honestly, I really don't care about any of it. The fuck up is, I don't have anywhere to go. Monday, May 11th, 1.32 p.m. So I went home to pack up all my shit, and I realized I don't have anything. I mean, there's stuff, but nothing I really, like, need or want. Not if I'm getting kicked out of my childhood home. So, you know, I grabbed some random clothes, some Gatorade, and uh, then I went up to the attic and grabbed as many guns as I could find and shoved them into my old Jansport bag. I don't know. I mean, maybe I could sell them? 
Like, I mean, where exactly do you sell guns? A pawn shop? Uh, I don't know. Craigslist? I don't know. And I still have those, like, 18 beers left over from last night in my car, so that's a plus. Old Dale was paying me exactly minimum wage at the coffee shop, so it's not like I have a lot of savings to hold me over. It's like 500 bucks or so, I guess, so I need to be, like, really careful about how much I spend right now is a fucking bitch because I don't have anywhere to stay and a hotel would really fucking eat into my savings. I don't know. I guess I'll make some calls. Figure out what my options are. Monday, May 11th, 2.46 p.m. My options are fucking bullshit. I mean, I guess I fucking knew that. It's why I lived with my mom and her dipshit husband in the first place. I just don't know a lot of people in this town. I mean, to be honest, most people left after high school and I'm not really close to anyone who stuck around. I tried calling Gable, but I guess he's living with his girlfriend now and he doesn't think she'd be cool with me crashing, so I don't know. Oh, let's be honest, that dude fucking sucks. There's that guy at the pump room, Aaron. I mean, he might have a lead for me. They open at four, so I, I guess I'm heading back there now. Monday, May 11th, 7.31 p.m. Alright, so the bad news is Aaron didn't have a place for me to stay. He and his brother live in an apartment off Rialto, and I guess their cousin is crashing on their couch, so... Yeah, that makes me fucking homeless. I mean, at least for a night, or maybe a while, I don't know. Dude, I just... I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I guess I didn't really think that far ahead. I I could probably go back home, give Dale what he wants, tell him I'm sorry, that will be a better Xeroxer or whatever, a better son. Maybe I can tell him I'll start taking business classes at Arrowhead. Shit, if I'm really gritting my teeth, I could probably save up enough to move out, get my own place, get a different job, build up a resume. Yeah, but, you know, honestly, fuck him. I'd rather be homeless. Monday, May 11th, 7.33 p.m. Oh shit, I forgot to tell you the good news. So, after Aaron told me I couldn't crash, I figured, you know, what the hell, I might as well hang out and have a few drinks. Aaron felt bad for me, so he was comping most of them until his fucking prick manager showed up and called him out for it. He told me I had to start paying for my drinks or get out. Fucking asshole. Like, how much money have I spent at that shithole since high school? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like, everything I do is for someone else. You think that would earn me, like, the benefit of the fucking doubt? But, I guess that's a good lesson. Like, why fucking try? Oh, but, the good news. When he wasn't looking, I swiped a bottle of bourbon from behind the bar. So, wherever I end up tonight, I am not going to be thirsty. Monday, May 11th. 9.02 p.m. Alright, so here's the update. It's not perfect, but I've got a spot for tonight. I don't know if it's all this talking to you or remembering the old days or what, but uh, I thought to myself, you know what's probably empty right now? The parking lot at our old high school. So dude, I kid you not, I'm parked outside of Clear Lake just chilling with a bottle of bourbon 
and it just looks a lot smaller than I remember. The school, not the bourbon. Do you remember the courtyard? There was like that mosaic American flag, and you weren't supposed to walk on it, and even though it was in the middle of the fucking walkway because it was like disrespectful to the troops, well, nobody around now, I probably could walk all over that shit. Pretty peaceful. Not that I'm planning to live out of my car for that long, but honestly, dude, you could do worse. At least there's nobody around to give me shit. It's you and me, bud. Oh, shit. Hey, check this out. You know I had to bring that Canon CD with me. <laughs> dude, it's so wild listening to it here. Let me tell you, I mean, I think we were probably in this exact parking lot the first time you played it for me. Full circle, motherfucker. Monday, May 11th, 9.45 p.m. Do you remember junior year when you asked Sandy Hogan to homecoming and she said no? And then... Then you and me, after school, were hanging out in the parking lot, and then we were tossing that tennis ball back and forth, and I threw it too hard, and it went under that truck, and you had to crawl under to get it. And then Sandy Hogan, <laughs> then Sandy Hogan walked up, because, and it, because it was her truck, it looked like you were cutting her brakes or something. Dude, that was, that was fucking hilarious. Monday, May 11th, 10.31 p.m. Fuck, Wes, dude. <laughs> My heart is fucking racing. Okay, um, let me back up. Alright, alright, so, I had a piss, right? So I got out of the car, and I just started looking around, and uh, I went up to the school just to check and see if a door was open, and uh, maybe if I can go inside and find a bathroom, but, I mean, obviously it was locked. So I'm like, okay, uh, if I just find a bush or a tree or something, I'll be alright. So I just started walking over to kind of this foresty area past the courtyard where we used to eat lunch, right? And then I see it. That fucking American flag mosaic tile thing on the ground. And dude, it's fucking pristine. They must still be telling kids not to walk on it. And even though the rest of the school looks like it's going to fucking fall apart at any second, I just, I don't know, it just, it just hit me how fucking stupid that is. How stupid everything is. It's like Dale, right? Like, stupid. People have these rules that they make other people follow because it gives them some sense of power. These teachers, right? They knew we weren't listening to them. They knew they were failing us. But they're not going to, like, work any harder. They're not going to actually try and reach anyone. They're not going to try to change anything. But there's this big, dumb American flag right on the ground right where everybody walks. And they know... That if they keep us from walking on it, it means they still have some kind of control over us. Well, fuck that, man. I'm done letting other people that have that kind of fucking control over me. I'm done giving up that part of myself. If they want it, they can come fucking take it. So I walked over to that American flag, whipped it out, and pissed all over it. And dude, it was fucking amazing. And dude, you would have cracked up. You would have cracked the fuck up if you would have been here. I mean, I, and I, I mean, I really had to take a piss. So it was like double whammy. 
Anyway, I finish, I zip up. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So I walk back to the car, get in the driver's seat, and all of a sudden, this bright-ass light hits me right in the fucking eyes. And I, like, first thought, I thought maybe I, like, tripped a motion sensor or something because it was just, like, this light. No movement, no voice. But after a second, I realized it was coming closer, and then I see, like, this rent-a-cop security dude that the school must hire to watch the place at night, and I start to freak out a little, you know? Because, like, did he see me piss on the flag? And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Can't you get, like, on some sex offender list for doing that? So, so I, like, take a deep breath, and I figure, you know, all right, John, play cool. He's not a real cop. You got this. So he taps on my window, and I roll it down, and he starts asking who I am, what I'm doing here, and I try to come up with this, like, lame-ass excuse that I'm just meeting a buddy here that's, like, the most convenient point between our houses, but he's not fucking buying it. And he starts looking around the car with his flashlight, just looking in the back seat where I got this big fucking Jansport backpack filled with a bunch of guns that I don't have permits for. And I'm, like, really fucking sweating because, I, I mean, I'm fucked. But that's when I notice something. I look at this guy's belt, and he doesn't have a gun. And I got this whole backpack full. And he doesn't have anything. Just a flashlight and a radio. I mean, if he wants to do anything, he's going to have to call, like, a real cop. And how much time would that take? Enough time for me to reach back, grab one of my guns, and, you know, get a shot off. Could I do that? I mean, in my head, I'm, like, mentally calculating the time it would take. If I hit it just right, I might be able to do it all in, like, one swift motion. But that's when, boom turns the flashlight off, and he tells me he's just going to let me off with a warning. I just have to get out of the parking lot. And he walks away. Monday, May 11th, 11, 24 p.m. So, I'm sitting here, parked in the CVS parking lot, thinking about how this isn't going to work, thinking about how fucked up everything is, then, thinking about how you gotta dip in, collect some of your dad's shit, and bounce without even talking to anyone. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in this fucking town like it's a prison sentence. And that's when it hits me. Of course I have some place to go. Somewhere that I know for a fact is just sitting around empty. Because I've been calling it for days and nobody's picked up once. I can't believe I didn't think of it sooner, honestly. I'm going to your place, Wes. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming to the house. Let him in. Let him into the house. Let him into the walls. He is coming. Let him in. Let him inside. He is let coming to the house. He is coming. Him he is coming. Let him into the wall. He is coming. Let him, let him into the wall. Let him, let him, let him, let him into the house. Let he is coming. Let him in. Let him come into the house. Let him into the wall. Let him into the wall. Let him into the house. Let let him in. He is coming. Let him in. John from Back Home is written and produced by Scott McCary, with Sam Gooley as John. Our artwork is by Alex Crawford. 
Music in this episode was by Daniel Birch, Captive Portal, Blear Moon, Camden, and Gallery 6. And all of it can be found at freemusicarchive.org for a full soundtrack list, as well as episode transcripts and more. Visit johnfrombackhome.com. You can also find the show on Twitter at backhomepodcast. Next week, episode five, Your House 